Soccer was his goal. So he built his great empire. Started dropping dimes. It's teed up with Coach G from now until the end of time. All right, welcome to Teed Up with Coach G. This is episode number eight. Today we're going to be doing an MLB offseason part two. And we welcome back to the pod, Joe. What up, Joe? What's up, man? What's going on? Not much. Uh, resident baseball guy here to kind of help us out navigate the offseason. Uh, how have you been doing? How have you been since the last pod? It's been like a couple weeks or a month. How have you been? Pretty good. Considering the last time we talked, the uh, Padres still hadn't signed Tatis by that point <laughs> of all their big moves. So we're, we're looking good, man. About, about that 14 straight World Series championships. Well, so last time we potted, it was like right after the Blake Snell, you Darvish signing trade, no trades. And it's funny because Tatis signed what, two days ago, three days ago. So this is good timing. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, so today we're going to do a little off-season winners and losers, little fantasy corner, fantasy baseball's around the corner. We're going to be starting our, fir- our first fantasy league together, Joe. So I'm very excited to pick your brain because you think I know nothing about fantasy baseball, <laughs> even though I've won my league two out of the last three years. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said you know nothing about regular baseball, too. Let's be clear. <laughs> Don't you, know I, you know I kick ass in fantasy, though. And then we got some mailbag questions, which I'm actually most excited to get to, but we got to get through everything else first. Also, just a disclaimer, Joe, but so you're not like being super arrogant about it the whole time. This is going to be a tour de force in mispronounced names by me. Okay. <laughs> so like, I know last names well, but as I'm trying to address full player names, like this is going to be a tour de force on just like really badly, poorly pronounced names. So there'll be no different than texting with you. Yeah, <laughs> be like My texting grammar into word form, what you're about to listen to for an hour. All right. All right, so winners, you know, you're the guest. Why don't you go first? Who's your, let's start with winners. Winners are more fun. So who's your winner? All right, so we obviously, we definitely are going to agree on, let's just get the Padres and the Dodgers out of yeah, the way. Good. We'll, all right, look, we're starting. We're at like two minutes. Let's see how long we rant on this. Yeah, we will. But let's just get them out of the way first, and then we could cover whoever. Okay, else. Padres, I think universally considered having the best offseason. So what, why don't we recount what they did real quick? I mean, if you look at the fact that they got you, obviously they got Snell. They got, I mean, they re-signed Tatis, which I know is not obviously the off season in terms of like bringing in new talent, but just knowing you have him locked up for 14 years along with Machado for that long, just the mindset of that team is we are winners. And it also, this is something that's not really being talked about. It's not really now a win or die type of scenario because they know that window is not closing after a year or two. Whereas if you felt like this was a team like the Marlins in the past, where maybe they go for it or, or the Rays last year, you go for it for one year and then you dissolve the entire team. That's a different story. This team is built for the long haul. So even if they do go playoffs this year and they get knocked out by LA or whoever else, they're built for the next three. Tatis is only going to get better and better. The team around him, you got Cronenworth, who's young. You got so many young players. Obviously, you know how I feel about their farm Cronenworth, system. Cronenworth is not their second building block. You could do better than that. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying their young talent is my point. Plus, they have so many guys that are still going to be coming through. In that 14 years, they're going to be having guys coming up like C.J. Abrams. They, they have Gore, obviously, still who you know I'm obsessed with. Then, then if you look at – everyone's making a big to-do about, obviously, getting Snell and Darvish, which, by the way, as the biggest optimist, 
I still think one of those two guys is going to not fulfill remotely close to the hype. My gut tells me it's probably you because I think he just had an unreal season. Um, and I could see him being the guy that really isn't as dependable as we want. I hope I'm wrong, but I think that we are stacked. Ryan Weathers is a solid guy who's going to be fighting for a five spot. Paddock apparently has worked on his, for, uh, his fastball with thanks to analytics that he figured out why he sucked last year. So, so there's just so much optimism about this team and all they did was get better this year. Unfortunately, obviously the Dodgers also did. So that that's the, the one issue standing in the way. Well, it's obviously a super exciting time to be a Padres fan. And I love what you brought up. There's obviously the short-term commitment to winning, which is exciting. You know, last time you were on, we talked about how Darvish and Snell are both under team control for the next year, at least two years, I think. Yeah. And then Machado, I know he has an opt-out in a year or two, but a lot of these guys, it's like, all right, they have this window for two to three years. But the commitment to Tatis is like, we are entrenched in this, we're no longer a small market team, essentially. And San Diego is like the third, or no, not the third, but like the eighth biggest market, I think, in the country. I remember the looking at the eighth biggest city. Yeah. The biggest city. All right. Maybe not yeah. the biggest market. Well, market, market wise, I think they're like 27. Yeah. All right. But. So maybe that was a really bad point. But my point is, they're making a commitment to winning. So right. I'm excited that what it says about the extension and what Tatis could mean for this city over the next. 14 years which is such a long time it's so insane but it should be fun you know the next few years should be a lot of fun I also last time you're on we talked about the Korean guy Kim who sounds exciting I don't we don't know what he'll translate to that's a total coin flip right now I kind of like Joe Musgrove as like a fourth starter I think he's like he's not amazing but he's a good guy to bring into the fold like he could eat in also a San Diego native by the way which I Grossmont high school yeah, I play all my I coach all my summer league basketball games there. Uh, and then I, I haven't given up on Paddock. You know, I think Lamette's my guy. You know that, and and he's I think he's their X factor. But I I agree. I'm a little worried about Darvish. I they could both be amazing. I I love that they got Snell because he's young. And I to your point, like I think he had one awesome year and has just been okay otherwise. But he was such a highly touted prospect. Like Blake Snell's just a good guy to get in the fold. Darvish is the one I'm a little worried about because I, in fantasy and other years, I've been like out on Darvish. And I know he just had this lights out year, but in other years I've been like, no, he's a stay away from me. So I, I still don't think this team now Snell borderline just got his team, you know, I'm not single handedly, but he just took his team to the world series. I still don't see this like one, a guy. And I think, I guess I hope long-term that's Mackenzie Gore, but it's interesting. We'll have to talk more about this team as we get to the playoffs, but they crushed the offseason. Super fun time to be a Padre fan. Easily the best offseason, I think, of any team in baseball. So I'm glad we got that out of the way. We won't talk about the Padres as, as much as every other team. Um, all right. I'll go next. Of course, I'm going to bring up my team. Uh, the Yankees is my winners. We're not on the losers. Alone. Two reasons alone. I love that they brought back LeMahieu, who, yes, the six-year deal is a little long, but at 15 a year, like, that's – even if he's bad in the last, like, two years of this contract, you could eat $15 million a year. We're not talking about, uh, like, an Ellsbury contract or whatever. So, I was totally fine with him going six years, 90. He's their best hitter they have. I love him. He's a leader. That alone, I almost put him on the winners because if they had lost him, it would have been really bad. Uh, and then the fact – the gamble 
for Jamison Talon. Talon or is it Taylor? How do I pronounce that? Talon? Yeah, I think it's Talon. Talon. Ta- yeah, I actually don't even know, to be honest with you. Right. Talon or Talon. A lot of that this spot. Yeah. I love him. He was really good over the last two years, especially not this past season, but the season before. Yes, there's an injury concern, and that's, like, very worrisome. But they gave up nothing. And I love when teams bring in younger pitchers, like, like Blake Snell, that still have team control for a few years. So it's like, all right. This isn't a one-year thing, and then you have to pay him. They're going to have two full seasons of him to see if they like him or not. Um, I don't really – I'm not expecting a lot from Corey Kluber. I think he's done, but for one year, $11 million, I can live with that. And there's a lot of question marks in the rotation. You know, Garrett Cole's maybe the best pitcher in baseball, but then Kluber, Talon, can he stay healthy? Can Kluber, can he stay healthy? Debbie Garcia, I don't know, Montgomery, Herman, Severino's supposed to come back in the middle of the season. So my hope is out of all those names, one to two of them step up to be like a playoff pitcher, and then Severino comes back and could like fill in in the playoffs. So that's that, I think that's the blueprint for the Yankees this season. So you weren't wrong that we have the same top five. The only difference is, is that the Yankees are on my top five losers for the off season. (laughs) So where am I wrong? Where, where did I go? No, no, no. So you hear me out. I don't necessarily think it's going to hurt them, but I don't think they did anything to help themselves. And here's, here's where I'm at. The AL East sucks. Tampa Bay made, which we'll get to that after, but they made themselves just, awful in, a, in the offseason and obviously I'm giving away that they're on my other loser uh the Red Sox are garbage Orioles are garbage Blue Jays we'll talk about yeah. but overall if you look at the Yankees team last year and what stopped them from advancing what have they actually improved yes I agree with you wholeheartedly bringing back DJ was essential but DJ was a part of last year's team so, so you, you brought back Gardner, and then, yes, I agree with you. There is potential huge upside. Huge. If, 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 if huge. Talion, Talon, whoever his name is. We'll call him Talon. We're going with Talon. If he ends up panning out and being the pitcher that he was for um, the Pirates three years ago. Like two years ago, he was really good. Two years he ago, could be good. Really good. Again, and now you bring in Kluber, who I'm convinced is going to be awful. I mean, he pitched. I had a, I picked him up in fantasy last year as a as a flyer. He pitched he's one stinks. game. He pitched one game. No, no, no. He pitched well, and then he got hurt and was out for the season. So, so apparently, and, the thing on and Kluber he was terrible before that. He was terrible for the Indians the last year or two before that. So my thing is, when I look at the Yankees holistically, does that mean they're not going to win the AL East? No, I still think they win the AL East easily. I don't think they necessarily improved. And knowing the Yankees of yesteryear, they should not be getting embarrassed and having headlines stolen by teams like the Padres and even their brother across the, the other way, the Mets. They're, they're just not making those splash acquisitions like they used to. I, I would have felt better if they brought back Tanaka instead of Kluber. Like I would, I would feel a lot better about this team if they had – Cole he still Tanaka. isn't on any, any team, by the way. I don't know what maybe, maybe. I know. He signed in Japan. He's gone. He's, yeah. He's that, that's what, but that's what I'm saying. The fact that nobody picked him up makes me think that there might have been more there. He wanted – I don't know. I think he wanted to get paid, which is probably part – maybe – I don't – you know, we'll see if yeah. they regret bringing him back. I would feel better if it was Cole, Tanaka, Talon, and then all these other guys. I – Severino was amazing, Yes, I mean, when, yeah, exactly. Before he got hurt. And he's but been you're missing him for half the season. Forever. Stuff. But if he could come back and be even like 
85, 90% of what he is. That's like at least like a two, maybe a three in the playoffs. And you got Cole who's going to pitch a ton. And then you just have all these like shots in the dark. You only need three pitchers in the playoffs. You need three good pitchers. And then you could have bullpen games and everything else. And they, in my mind, they need Kluber, Talon, Montgomery, Herman, any of these guys that just come through and be one guy. One of those guys has to hit. And then they have Severino and Cole, and I hope that's enough. And now you could pick holes in that across the no, board. No, no, no. I, I agree with the logic. I agree. So, so you're right. You're, you're throwing out a bunch of lottery tickets, and, and one of them could be cashed. I just – Trade deadline. They get, there's other things that could happen. But, but you're, making my, point, you're making my point yeah. of the reason I feel they are losers in this is because – usually the teams that have all the lotteries are the teams that aren't the Yankees. The Yankees go after the Yankees go after the, the golden ticket. Well, they have you. I mean, we, I'm not going to, you know, they still have everyone else. They still have judge and Stanton and void yeah, judge for, for, like for the 34, like, for the 34 oh, games until his inevitable injury. Right, let's, let's move on. But the Yankees are in a position to win 90 plus games, be in the playoffs. And then I'll worry about it then. But your, your concerns are valid. I still think they have enough lottery tickets where they get hit. And they have Garrett Cole, who's the best pitcher in baseball. So whatever. I did love the DJ contract, though. I'll give you that. That was definitely a steal. All right. I think we're at like 15 minutes through two teams. So we need to speed right. that. That was our two teams. So let's we'll try and do quicker on the other That's one. That's the most you're going to have in-depth research on anyway. So we're good. All right. Who's your next winner? Uh, I will go with – I mean, I'll go with the Cardinals here. Purely because that was the steal of the decade, getting Arenado for – for cash, I think. What, what, what was that deal? I don't even remember it what they gave it was back. Cash and anything. like a bunch of B and C prospects. It was nothing. Yeah, they nothing. literally nothing. My neighbor for, 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 a, for a Hall of Famer for that's not out of his prime. My neighbor who has like four kids under five and is, has twins and looks miserable. All he has is the Cardinals. He wore his Cardinal shirt every day for a week after that trade went through, and he's like, "We didn't give up anything." He's like so happy. It's the only joy he's had in the last year. My thing is, did they do anything else like? Yes, that's a steal and a heist and a, an amazing trade. But what else did they do to upgrade their team? They brought back Molina. They brought back uh, Wainwright. Did they do anything else? No, they're bringing up Dylan Carlson, who's going to be a stud for them. They got Gorman, who's another stud that's going to be, I believe, called up. He's on the spring training team. I'm trying to look right here to see if he got the invite. Uh, but they, their, their farm has some really good ready-this-season guys to be called. I think they're up. a good team. I, I definitely think they're a good team. And I'm not saying they're, they're not on my winner's list, the, but the Arnado trade is enough to put them on it. I, I don't yeah, disagree. Yeah, I mean, they signed Wainwright again, which is not something to be excited no. about. That's whatever. They're, I mean, again, their pitching is going to be – they're getting – yeah, Hicks and, and Reyes were both hurt last year, so they're coming back. I guess – Hicks, Hicks could be nasty. Mm-hmm. Hicks throws like 102, I believe. Yeah. He'll be on my fantasy team. I'll tell you that right now. I nice. like him. Anyone who yeah. just throws absolute gas, I'm in on. I, oh, and by the way, the other thing too, you're in the NL Central where it's dog shit. So I don't think it's going to be that hard for them to, to win the NL Central. Okay. All right. So Cardinals. I, I don't hate it. I just, they weren't on my list. All right. Here's one. The Atlanta Braves, uh, which are, I mean, arguably the Cardinals had a better offseason. I just like this team. I like that they brought back. Marcelo Zuna. I know that is not a DH role. I know they're going to have to figure that out, but I just love him. And I'm glad that they brought him back because I thought he meant something to them. Charlie Morton. I don't know what to make, but I think he's good. He came on after starting slow. He had a pretty good season by then and he pitched well in the playoffs. 
Yes, he's 38, but he's going from the AL to the NL. I always like that. Uh, and I don't think Drew Smiley is bad as a fifth starter. And then you mix that in with Max Fried and Charlie, Charlie Morton as the two, Ian Anderson, Soroka, Smiley. Like, that's a pretty good rotation to go with a really good lineup. I know we're talking about winners and losers for the offseason. I just think they got better, if not just for Charlie Morton. So I, I, I think he's an upgrade over Keiko. Was Keiko with it? No, he was with the White Sox last year. White Sox, yeah. Yeah, whatever. What are your thoughts on the Braves? So they're actually the top of my winners list. I, I think the Morton, the Morton move alone, I actually thought put them over the edge. I love – so I, I've gotten into fights with people over this because I am so sold that the Braves have – Arguably, even with what the Dodgers and the Padres did, I still think the Braves could come out of this with the best starting pitching rotation in baseball. Soroka was no, 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 no. I'll go the deepest. Go, the deepest, look at, not the best. Go look at Soroka. Go look at Soroka's numbers for his career so far. Oh, we've had Ian cups Anderson, of coffee. Ian Anderson is is obviously he hasn't pitched that much, but he had like a one something ERA and he was lights out in the playoffs last year. So the guy's already had big game experience and he's been lights out. So when you look at now bringing someone like Morton in, who's also played in big games, right? Now you have Max Fried, who's the ace of the team, arguably. And then I, I don't hate, I, I agree with you. I don't hate uh, Smeal, whatever the hell his name is, Smiley in the, in the five spot. So their, their biggest weakness, I think, is going to be their bullpen, if anything. It's not going to be their starting. Smiley in limited games last year was good. Yeah, I mean, this team is just a good team, and they got better. And I like that they kept Ozuna. He'll play. I, it sucks. You know, we could talk for a whole podcast about the NLDH rule, but I, I think we both like the Braves, so that's good. What's your next team? I have the Mets on yeah. my – I, I mean, I can't see anybody arguing that. I think, yes, they didn't land Bauer after he uh, completely did a hoax on them. But I think that ultimately bringing in Lindor was immediately a message right from Cohen that they're there to, you know, obviously build this team to be winners. Um, they made a bunch of just really good feeling. Like it's not going to be guys that are going to get you super excited. But I think overall, if you factor in like, the Mets every year should be there. They've had injuries and a lot of different things, but any team that's going to have DeGrom on it, if Noah could come back and pitch the way that he's, you know, obviously expected to, if he's healthy, uh, you have what's his face from um, Stroman, who's, who's definitely capable. I mean, he's, I don't feel it. You're not feeling Stroman. I don't, I, well, he's good. I just, I don't, I've never really liked him that much. I mean, I know he had that awesome time. What was it? Team Amer team USA. when he was like, yeah, awesome. yeah. that was a great moment, but, and they just got Walker. Uh, who's, I don't know what to make a Walker. And they yeah, got, I, I think he's a good ad. Don't forget about your boy, Lucchese. Who yeah. for the, <laughs> I'm more, I'm far more excited about Walker than I am. I, li I like McCann. They brought in. I've always liked him on the white Sox. Trevor may is really good. They also got Carrasco which I'm pretty sure I'm mispronouncing that. But no, no, you're right. Carrasco in that trade with Lindor, and he's awesome. And well, I, he was. He's he's got. I had him on fantasy last year. But yeah, he's he's definitely he's if he's is he even going to be used as a starter though, or is yeah. he being because he's been used as a reliever? No, he they. Well, I don't know that from what I'm reading, he's penciled in to be one of their starters. I could be obviously misinformed there, but got to refer him in the rotation. Lindor, McCann. 
and they got some other arms for the rotation and they bring in Trevor May for the bullpen. And we didn't even talk about Steve Cohen, like the richest man, one of the, like, what, isn't he like immediately the richest owner in baseball? Yeah. And the star and they, and they loosely based billions off it. Yeah. So like, it's just an awesome time to be a Mets fan. So yeah. what a great off season for that. That's like my dream as a Knicks fan as a new owner, new start. I still don't look. I still don't look at them as like a powerhouse. I still think they're second, probably in the NL East behind the Braves. I mean, that's going to be a tough division. Yeah, I wouldn't sleep dude, on let's the not Nationals. forget the Marlins are decent too. And so the they, they yeah. yeah. I mean, they have a decent. They have a decent one. I didn't put the. I'll mention them just because I didn't put them on the worst. But like the Phil, I don't understand what the Phillies are doing. I don't understand why you you spend all the money on Real Muto, but. You didn't do anything. They brought in Didi Gregorius again. It's like, that was it. That was like their move. I don't understand. You go back. You go back. They put all this money on Bryce Harper. And then they were like, almost didn't bring back real Muto. They're like, oh, we're actually now trying to like shed money. We're like, well, why did you give this guy this $300 million contract? I don't get the Well, And and I don't know. The Mets should have got real Muto, by the way. That was their one downfall. Because McCann, I like McCann. McCann has never been an everyday starter. So that's my one thing about him. McCann is guaranteed to be overdrafted in fantasy by me this year. Just like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I like it a lot. That was a good setup. I, I'm in on him and we'll see how it goes. Uh, all right. Our last winner is both, I'm sure is on both of our lists to your dismay, the Dodgers. Yep. All right. You, maybe you have another one, but this is my last winner. I mean, they're the best team in baseball. They got Trevor Bauer. Justin Turner is back. Who's really good for them and does stuff for them. They also – I didn't even – I missed that they picked up Knable, who I know was bad last year and got bumped out of the closer role, but, like, he's a good arm to have in the bullpen. Tommy Canely is awesome. And then Blake uh, – how do I pronounce that guy's last name? Trainian? Trainian? Trainian. Trainian. He's good. I, I mean, they're the best team in baseball, and they added one of the best ten pitchers in baseball. Like, there's – and they and their bullpen got better. And their farm is stacked, by the way. They're, it's unfair <laughs> – how good the Dodgers are. They are. I agree. I, I agree. love what the Padres did. I'm so excited for them. You know, I like, you know, we talked about the Yankees a lot. The Dodgers are far and away the best team in baseball. And to me, it's like not even close as good as the Dod- Padres look on paper. It's not even close, dude. Dustin May is like their sixth starter. And they've closed, they've closed the gap, but I agree with you that it's, there's still a huge disparity. And, oh. and my one, my one completely Padres fanboy take on this, and it's probably wishful thinking more than factual, but I'm going to pass it off as fact anyway. I could see Bauer being an absolute cancer for their clubhouse and ruining even a team as good as they are. He's already, already causing friction with the fan base. You see all the Twitter outbursts, him and the agent, this. It may go nowhere, but here's the other part of it. I also, and I said this before he was a Dodger, I've talked to you about this. I've talked to many people about this. I don't think Bauer is as good or even close as good as people make him out to be. I think he had a stellar season and a shortened season, but the guy has never had numbers like he had last year. And, and historically, he has an ERA over four throughout his career if we take out last year. I think he's all, he's also pitching in the AL for all that. And then last year went to the NL and dominated. So, and they're removing the DH. So he's going to dominate even more. Well, I think that's that for every pitcher. I, I think once he's on the mound, fans will like him. I Listen, he's an asshole. Yeah. He said some stuff on Twitter that was stupid and I don't like him, but 
he's going to go out there and he's going to strike out a ton of people and rack up a ton of wins. And Dodger fans love the Dodgers and they're going to love that he's helping them win. They, you know, Kershaw's still there, Burley, Urias, David Price is coming back, I guess. Dustin May is, I think, that, I'm like, I think Dustin May is good. Um, Burley, Burley, Burley is not a Dodger, by the way, just FYI. Not Burley. <laughs> Walker Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had to. I had to. <laughs> uh, and then their lineup is, is like Monopoly money. It's like, you know, Mookie Betts, Seager, Muncy, Turner, Will Smith. This team. Oh, no, their offense is so freaking good. And their pitching is maybe the best in it. Probably, arguably the best in baseball. Dude, Gavin Lux is a starter on every other team. And he's waiting to play on the Yeah, and if they wanted to, they could, like, swing a trade for the best player to become available at any deadline. Because they're farmers. No, I, 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 as much as it. People Lux and get anyone. Oh, Verlander's available? Cool. We'll give you this guy and boom. Yeah. Like, yeah. uh, Okay. So those are our winners losers we should definitely do or did you have any other winners you want to quickly tap no, on that was it that was a pick five follow pretty, your orders pretty lockstep uh all right losers honestly joe there's so many like teams that just had like bad off seasons or didn't do anything i was just like i don't even know where to go i'll start with one the red sox a team worth 3.3 billion dollars coming off their worst season statistically win percentage since 1965 and what did they do this offseason they brought in Garrett Richards Hunter Renfro Marwin Gonzalez and your boy Frankie Cordero that's a joke like this team like you talk about the Yankees not making a splash if I'm and they just sold on Mookie Betts a year ago because they didn't want to pay him if I'm a Red Sox season ticket holder I'm like turning in my tickets because this ownership doesn't want to win so and doesn't want to spend money and that's the biggest you're the Red Sox and I also hate the Red Sox but they're a joke I honestly they're a joke here's my thing I agree I don't know they they are so far removed it's insane that they won the World Series in what 2017 because they are so far removed from a team that's even distinguishable from that team whatsoever I mean I do love Verdugo I'll give him that I think Verdugo was yeah. a great pickup in that trade so I do like Verdugo. I think he's going to have a great year talking about that. Yeah, well, that's a year ago. So I, I like Verdugo too a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I know. I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm saying in general, this is why I didn't put them on my loser list. I don't know where you even begin to build if I'm the Red Sox. So I don't know if they're just trying to build up the farm, if they're waiting for guys to come up. Uh, they have Jeter Downs now, who's also supposed to be a stud I mean, prospect. Devers is, Devers is only 24. Right. But, but that's what I mean. So like, I mean, their pitching is abysmal. I, I don't know. I just don't know where you start. I, I don't know what you, where you even go. That maybe they just said, we're going we're gonna to sit. It's another COVID year. The sales aren't going to be there. So they're like, let's just stockpile the money and build when, when we have the fans back. Listen to this rotation. And this is the Boston Red Sox that have more You're money than like any other team. Nathan Ivaldi, he stinks. Hard. He had a bad year he last year. One good postseason. Yeah. Edward, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, who actually I think is not a bad pitcher. And I know he had some, whether it was a COVID last year or he had the heart thing. Yeah, he had the heart thing. I don't know. I don't hate him. But if he's your number two, that's awful. Garrett Richards was at best, at best average last year. And he's stepping into the AL East and is going to get hammered. He's a stay away from me in fantasy. Martin Perez has always been bad. I don't know why he's still in baseball. 
And actually, I love Nick Pavetta. You know I love strikeout guys, but he hasn't been good in three years. So, And actually, arguably, he's never been good. He just strikes yeah. out guys. Yeah. They stink. Let's, honestly, I don't even want to talk about them anymore. The Red Sox. No, they're, they're awful. They're awful. And, and if pick. I was a fan, I'd be irate. It's a good pick. Uh, honestly, dude, it's gotten to a point where, like, putting the Red Sox on my losers list was almost the same as putting the Orioles on my losers list. Like, it's not even – they don't even qualify for losers list at this point. I don't even consider them, like, real MLB. They're a joke. Guys. They're just, I almost put losers for, for, for this list. I almost looked at it from just so you understand my viewpoint of like teams that should have been going for it that had disastrous off seasons. Yeah. So with that, I put the, the Rays. I don't understand how you go from world series to getting rid of Morton. First of all, getting rid of Snell and then picking up, you want to talk about lottery tickets, picking up 59 year old rich Hill, Picking up Chris Archer again. I mean, I don't understand. Did they think it was like 2007? Did they step into a time machine that nobody else knows about? They're, they're going to be terrible. They're, they're, and again, I know the Rays are always, they're the, the analytics gurus and everything else. I don't see how they're pulling magic out of their ass with this one. I, obviously, I'm not going to disagree with you. When you dump your top two pitchers and you were just in the World Series, however... I feel like I've seen this movie with them a hundred times where they just unload guys and somehow get better. I mean, I'm not saying they're going back to the world series or even a playoff team. And yes, I don't, I don't like anything they did this off season, but it's the Rays, and they just always seem to overachieve. And I just assume they're going to be like in the wild card hunt. I just, I don't think they're going to be bad. I don't disagree with you that they had a bad off season. I don't disagree that they're a loser because I have no evidence to support otherwise, but just, as a baseball fan, they're always overachieving. Like I, I last year, they overachieved. They're, they're, you know who they are? They're basically like those, the Disney, like the Mighty Ducks type movies where it's like, they're supposed to be shit. And yeah. then somehow they pull out some unorthodox thing where they have like six infielders and two outfielders and it like works the whole year. <laughs> like, well, isn't it also like, isn't it good to like know yourself? So it's like, all right, we made it to the World Series, but like, should we, be, are we a World Series team? No. If you look at that roster, you're like, they're not a World Series team. So should they be doubling down and spending all this stupid money? Or should they be like, all right, we're going to quit while we're ahead, get a bunch of good prospects from the Padres? No, they are stockpiled in, on yeah. prospects. Like Wander Franco is going to be a freak. They yeah. got uh, Ed, Xavier Edwards from the Padres. I mean, they have tons of – they still got a um, – what the hell is his name from the Pirates during that trade, that fleecing when they got for the Archer trade. Austin um, Meadows and who's that? And Glasnow. They still and Glasnow and then Boss. But Glasnow is like their only legit pitcher left. True. So I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you, but I, I just still think they'll be okay. I don't yeah. think you're wrong, but I just – it's the Rays. I, I don't disagree that they could find a way. No. Uh, I don't know. I'm not saying they're a playoff team, and I'd be curious what their over-under is, but we'll see. I'll probably take – I'll tell you right now, I'll probably take the over because they'll be – Is that, a, is that a trailer? Is that a sneak, a sneak peek for the next uh, pod yeah, that we pod. do? Uh, all right, this next one, I, my loser – this is cheating, and I'm, gonna, I'm cheating, and I'm telling you I'm cheating. Uh, losers of the Aussie, I'm saying fans of small market teams. The Indians, Pirates, Orioles, Marlins, and Tampa Bay Rays, who we just talked about, have a combined payroll less than the Dodgers that shouldn't be allowed. If I'm like, why are you even buying tickets if you're a Pirates fan? I know COVID and everything, but like, why are you even going to these games? It's like, if you're not even trying, everything that came out with the Mariners over the last week about like, everyone knows they hide prospects and everyone knows like that small market teams do this, but the fact that there's not a cap floor and like teams could do this is total BS. And I'm just like, if I'm a fan of this teams, any of these teams, I mean, 
Indians, I mean, Rays are just in the playoff. I mean, in the World Series. Indians have been good for a couple years now. But, like, talk about fire sales. I mean, these teams, I don't know. I just named the like Indians make no sense, by the way. Yeah. The Indians had so much talent and how quickly they dissolved into awfulness. With the fact that they could have had Plezak, Clevenger, well, in his prime. Bieber. Well, I'm curious yeah. what they're going to do they, with Bieber. Bieber. I, he's one of my faves. And like, there's- Bieber, Bieber and Plezak. Bieber and Plezak still are a pretty good one-two combo, but why would you not continue to build around that? I don't understand it. I don't understand how you give away Lindor. I don't understand how they did any of what they did. And and you're the prospect guy, so maybe their like farm system is now good, but no, they're not that great, honestly. That's all I have. I just all those teams, they're I feel bad for their fans, and it sucks. Well, to be fair, Miami don't feel bad. Miami and Tampa don't have fans, so yeah, fair. Right. Or the Orioles, really. I mean, Orioles have. I grew up in that area. They have fans, but like, Orioles have been so bad for so long. It's a great park to party in, though. All right, true. I love that ballpark. Canham is amazing. <laughs> uh, all right, what about what's another loser for you? All right, so this one is on. I feel like my list every year, but the Angels. Yeah, see, they're all. How high. do you continue to do this to Mike Trout? Yes. <laughs> they're pitching, dude. Me or you could be there four or five. Yeah, agree. They are awful. They are so awful. How do they continue? Why even bother to give that contract to Rendon if you're going to bring in no one? They suck. They did nothing to make themselves better. They, they missed on Cole last year. I think they were in on Bauer. Like, they were trying. I just don't understand how they're not just giving the extra year. Or they're not yeah. just doing it. They've already done it with a few other guys. Just go all in on one pitcher once, please. Because Jose Quintana, who's their, like, only pitcher they brought in, is not going to cut it. And their rotation – Haney, Bundy, who actually – was Bundy good last year or two years ago? Bundy, Bundy like, had a resurgence. Bundy last was good year. last year. He had a resurgence. He off like 5-0 and oh with like yeah. a one yeah. – something. He, he fell off. He fell off late. Quintana stinks. Guy, he doesn't stink. He's just not good. Cobb, Caning. Yeah, I, I, you and I are on the same page. I'm just sick of watching them waste these guys' talent. and Especially Trout. It kills me with Trout. And they've had opportunities. I mean, they could have gone out and got Bauer. You know, Cole, I think they were pretty close on Cole. But I'm, I'm just like, if I'm the Angels, I'm like, all right, what do the Yankees offer? Like, what is it going to take? Oh, you want that fifth year for another $40 million? Fine. We're going to do it. So, finally, we have some pitcher to hang a hat on. Yep. I don't get it. All right. But we're, we both agree. Um, my, uh, my last loser before I just listed off other teams that I just hated their off season, but there were so many, it was just so many, dude. I was like, Oh, the Cubs, uh, you know, the Cubs, another big market team. I think they're valued at like 3.2 billion and they're just selling Lester's gone. I, I don't know about how good any of these guys are besides Darvish. Right. Darvish is gone. Quintana's gone. Lester's gone. Schwarber's gone. Contreras and Chris Bryant were in trade rumors all off season and they didn't pull the trigger. This is like Bryant sucks anyway. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm actually interested to see Jock Peterson and I hope he plays every day. I know he's kind of like a split split stats guy, but yeah, they're just heading in the wrong direction and they're a big market team. Yeah. They were really good. They won a world series and I guess they, you got to go through this cycle, but it's just a bummer to be a cup. I'm not a Cubs fan, but if I was a Cubs fan, I'd be bummed out. Yeah. I agree. I res- I actually wrestled with them and, and my team that I picked last. But Who's yeah, your last one? My last one was the Blue Jays. And this goes to this goes to what I was saying to you before about teams that are gonna go for it. If you're gonna go for it, you gotta go all in and go for it. You look at their offense, they got Springer, right? So everyone could applaud that and go, oh look, they made a big splash. 
their offense isn't the problem. Their offense is stacked. Their offense was stacked last year. They're pitching. I know they tried to get it with Ryu, but ultimately Ryu, whatever. He was, he was good last year. Yeah, but no, no, no. But, but I'm saying, but what have they done? They have Nate Pearson, who's who's a stud prospect. Who no, no, he is a stud. No, I know he's a stud, but he was not yeah, good yeah, last. But he's year. a prospect. He's he's gonna yeah. take time. So so you got this team that offensively is ready, and they're investing all this money. But when I look at their pitching, are you kidding me? Like that that's not a that's there's no way in a seven game series they're beating the Yankees even with that pitching. They're they're not beating the Astros with that pitching, not beating the A's with that pitching. This is a good comment. Let's table this because I want to talk about them more later in the pod. Let's right. table. It's a good, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm, I want to go a little more in depth on them. So let's save it. And I, cause I want to move on to the next segment. Uh, I also, I had the Rockies, Pirates, Mariners, Indian. They're all losers. I think you had every team in baseball yeah. except for the yeah. five that run. Yeah, the five that we said, everybody else was a loser. <laughs> all right. On to our next segment, fantasy corner, buy or sell. Joe, you're the self-proclaimed like fantasy guru. I know you won your league last year. whoop de do. We are going to be in competition this year, so I'm trying to pick your brain. This kind of new faces, new places. I almost mixed in some other names, but I just kept it mostly to new guys. I think no, these are all new guys. A lot of them we already talked about. All right, so just buy or sell. And we can elaborate a little, but I just want your initial reaction. Buy or sell them in their new setting. Are you in on them for fantasy? Just fantasy alone. First one, Nolan Arenado. Obviously, he's a superstar, but he's going from the Rockies to the Cardinals. I do have some stats on him. His home and away for his career, his home and away splits. Hitting an average of 322, an OPS of 985 home, away 263 and 793 OPS away. Obviously, he's still a really good baseball player. Buy or sell him in fantasy drafts this year still buying I, I still I don't think it's gonna have the quarters effect the, the same knocks were made about DJ Mayhew and I said he's gonna be fine when he leaves Colorado some guys you could kind of see it I think Arenado is just instant hall of famer he's got all the skills you could possibly want out of a guy I think going to St. Louis is actually gonna help him in terms of his offense now I know the course field aspect of it but I think that he's actually getting into a better offense that he's gonna be able to drive in more RBIs and runs refresh my memory Goldschmidt had a slow start, but didn't he finish well? Didn't Goldschmidt by the end of the year? He, he finished really well, right? And I listen, Arizona and Colorado are different, but like that's a hitter's park with the air temperature and or whatever the what is it, the humidifiers that they put in there? Anyway, yeah, the, the humidifiers. Whatever. Yeah, no, it's thinner in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my point is Goldschmidt figured it out. I think Ornato starts slow, his power is down, but he's still gonna hit for average. He's still gonna get a bunch of RBIs. I saw in a they were saying third, fourth round in fantasy drafts. I'm like, if he's sitting there at like the end of the, like the third round, that's, I mean, I haven't done any mock drafts or really done much research, but yeah, I'm not worried about him. Well, I don't think he's think a lock. He's not a first round pick. I still think he's probably a second round pick. Yeah. I think the buy or sell too is he's got to come with caveats of like where you're getting them. You know what I mean? Obviously, but we're assuming that they're being picked where they're going to be picked. That's where we'll play the game around. So yeah, it probably would have been better if I had like rounds attached to this, but we're making it up as we go, Joe. It doesn't matter. Uh, On that note, another slugger, George Springer Astros to the blue Jays. He's 31, still kind of in his prime. Let me go first on this. I'm buying. Because I think the Astro situation was a situation from hell last year. And yes, I mean, this will kind of be tallying about the whole cheat. What did they, what was the, what gate, the sign stealing gate? Trash can. Trash can gate. Thank you. Uh, 
I think it was so toxic last year and there's so much negative him getting out of that and getting to Toronto and it with a, well, I wouldn't say a better lineup, but a really good offensive lineup. I think he bounces back. I like him. I'm buying. What about, what are your thoughts? Selling. So I like that he's going into that offense. What I don't like is I think there was more to, and, and I could thank John boy for this. I think there was more to the trash can gate that affected him in a positive light than some of the other guys. So they provided us. Uh, did you see that spray chart about guys who benefited positively from the trash can supposedly? And they listened to every single set. Springer was number one on the list for guys who benefited from it. So I, I do remember reading that he was like the top beneficiary. Like that was a yeah. big thing. I'm going, I'm leaning on to the mental aspect where ba- I feel like baseball is so mental, like getting out of that toxicity, not that he's still not going to get booed, but right, right. I think new scenery will help him. I like him bouncing back, not to what he was two years ago, but somewhere in between last season and the season before. So I think, I think people perhaps, will overpay. I think people will overpay for him, which is why, again, I would, I would be very hesitant. Is our, just quick, are we doing auction or a, or we're going to talk about this. We'll yeah. figure it out. Auction. Okay. So we're doing auction. Yeah. Okay. We already talked about this guy, James McCann, White Sox of the Mets. You already said sell because everyday catcher. No, no, I didn't say sell. I just said, I'm, I'm a little concerned about him as an everyday catcher only because he hasn't done it. So he's had Grundell to, to kind of go off kilter and I forget who else, but he's never been the everyday catcher, which is why I thought the Mets should have went after real Muto. Fantasy-wise, catcher is my least concerning position ever. So I would usually – I would carry three catchers if I have to and just split them as needed. So I'm not that concerned. I think McCann's a good player. He's got power. He hits decent average. Yeah. Good. I actually, 289 I last year, 273 the year before. I like him a lot. I already said I'm going to overdraft him. He'll probably be on my team. Good to know. Uh, <laughs> Liam Hendricks, Oakland to the White Sox. You and I will have to keep – I have a, just so you know, Joe – on my phone now, this started yesterday. I now have a notepad, a note in my phone where like big things we disagree on. It's just called Joe versus me. <laughs> so the first one on it is Liam Hendricks who signed for three years, 54 million. This is fantasy corner. So I just want to know if you're buying or selling for fantasy. But I also, Liam Hendricks will have an asterisk next to the name that we will revisit for the next three years. And, and again, you've changed the complete argument from what I said. All I said is I think they overpaid for someone in a position where if you look from year over year, there's no more turnover year over year than from closers in the sense of their actual stability. So I'm always skittish on like, should we be paying this guy? I mean, Toronto got Kirby Yates and I was like, ugh, that's probably terrible, but they got him cheap. So if he returns to the Kirby Yates of yesterday, dude, that's going to be a steal for them. Paying 54 million over three years to a guy that in a position where the year over year looks very different is just something that doesn't look like a great contract to me, or at least not worth the risk. That said, the White Sox are going to win a ton of games and there's going to be a ton of save opportunities. So I'm actually buying on him. I don't dislike him. I just think that in general, the contract wasn't great. And I'm glad we have this documented so that I can play it back for it's you. Still, well, you're the king of changing your argument, but we're keep it's staying in Joe versus me, but I'm also buying. He's a consensus number one closer fantasy wise and also like statistically is the best closer in baseball over the last two years so i think if you're gonna split you're right closers come and go they're hot and then they're not especially the padres have been burned by that recently that being said he's been lights out the last couple years i'm fine with the signing i think an elite closer is the difference especially in the playoffs the difference between a good team and a great team so i'm fine with it 
Uh, yeah. well, time will tell. Uh, Charlie Morton, raised to the Braves. This was interesting to me because, and I already alluded to this, AL to NL, usually I'm like all over that. When guys go from, pitchers at least, when they go from the AL to the NL, I'm like, oh, bump, I like him a lot more. But he's 38. Like, are you worried about the age? Are you still, like, the Braves are awesome and you're still drafting him in a fairly high round? I think Morton's going to fall in a lot of fantasy drafts for exactly the reason you just said. So, again, from a value standpoint, I think I would like to take a flyer on him. Do I feel great that he's going to be a surefire hit? No. But I think that there's still enough in the tank. He still pitched at a high level. He did. I had him on my team last year. He certainly had games that he got rocked. He he was bad early. Yeah. And then he he came on late. Yeah. So, going to the NL, I agree. I like that, too. I think that that should bode a few more wins for him. I'm buying. Yeah, I'm buying, too. Uh, Jameson Talon. I know we've already talked about all these guys, but now it's strictly fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Yankee effect, he's going to be drafted pretty high because people are going to be like, young guy, if it clicks with this lineup, he's going to be freaking a 20-game winner. Are you going to be on that roller coaster? Or are you going to be just passing? Because his... obviously there's upside, but are you going to take him where you're going to have to take him? So being from New York and most of my fantasy leagues being flooded with Yankee critters, no, I'll probably be passing because I think he's gonna, his stock is going to be too high. I've seen this with other guys too. LeMahieu was probably the one guy where I was like, yeah, I agree with Yankee fans on his hype here. But I think ultimately, whatever leagues you're in, if it's your hometown guys, you're usually dealing with a lot of extra, you know. I agree with everything you just said. I agree with everything you said. Uh, And I will be one of those guys bidding him up in our draft. Uh, Lindor, we don't need – do we need to talk about Lindor? He's awesome. It doesn't matter where he plays. I think he's, he's one of the top 10 players. This one is interesting. This will be a late round guy. Josh Bell who we talked about last podcast. He's going to the Nats. I think he's going to play every day. I'm just assuming he's going to play every day. I know it's Thames when I know they did some stuff with first base. Are you, let me look it up. Are you buying or selling on Josh? I'm selling. I am selling. I am selling. <laughs> he's already on. He last year. I took him high last year and he, I know I, I'm not told. I think that was a fluke year that he had in Pittsburgh that what, two years ago, that freakish MVP year. Wasn't he, though, like a super high prospect as well? Like, he was yeah. a big name coming up. Mm-hmm. And devil's advocate, the Pirates are terrible. So he's going from, like, a loser lineup, and now he's going to be batting behind Soto. I guess they have Castro backing him up. I was going to say, the Nets, the Nets offense isn't like a powerhouse either, though. They don't really Trey have Turner, Well, batting it, and guys will have on base in front of them. Trey Turner. Schwarber won't be on base in front of him because he'll be striking out. They do have Carter Kaboom, Kaiboom, whatever coming up. He's yeah, he was. I had him last year. He struggled last year. I don't know. What Dude, he's a, can you give these guys a break? They're like twenty years old. This <laughs> my, my prospecting. This is why I, you know rolled my eyes at the Pearson thing. Yes, highly tied a prospect. He could be amazing, but prospects are just like big names, and then but like it's all hype, and then half the time they get it's there, not they're all just, hype. It's not all hype. It's like you, it, the problem is, is that when you get guys like Tatis and Soto that come out right away, or even yeah. Luis Robert, they come out right away and they're just hot out of the gate. Everyone thinks that if you're Royce Lewis on the twins, oh, you're a bust because you had two bad seasons. It's like, oh, well, he's 21 years old now. Like give, give the guys a break. I still think there's plenty of upside. I target these guys, by the way, in my dynasty leagues. I actually love that move too. I love guys that were big names. Like, like uh, what's it? Kiboom? Kiboom? How do I pronounce Not it? Kiboom, yeah. Kiboom Kiboom. is the perfect yeah. candidate for that. Although he was so bad last year, but guys that are going to play every day that were really hot prospects that struggled are like, I love targeting them. So yeah. 
I'm for the record, I'm not out on these guys. Uh, I'm just like not banking on them being good until I see it. I'm adding that to my list of things we disagree on. You said Carter Kai boom sucks. All right. Uh, last segment of the day, uh, mailback. We have people write in. Some of these I write my own. Some of these I get from other people. Uh, we got a few of them. So we'll try not go too deep on all these. But the first few are really good. The last few are just quick hitters. Uh, is the Tony LaRusa hiring going to stunt the White Sox growth? White Sox have gotten better three years in a row. Their lineup is awesome. Their team is super fun. You and I both like this team a lot. Uh, and I like, we both, we talked about Hendricks. Lance Lynn, I think if he went to the Yankees again, would be terrible or like the you know, big market team would not work out. But the White Sox are kind of a nice fit for him, like not too much in the media eye. But I mean, LaRusse is like, set, what is he, 78? He had the DUI. Renteria on top of that was like manager of the year finalist. Like, Renteria got the raw deal for he sure. He got a raw deal. I don't, you know, it's either going to be awesome and they're going to just be like a World Series contender or it's going to blow up. And I don't know if there's an in between. What I don't understand is they got rid of Renteria. And I think part of it was they said it was mutual, but they said it was kind of a cultural fit thing. But then you bring in a guy who's like a senior citizen to go with these guys that are mostly 23 years old and young and fun. So I don't think they'll regress because LaRusse is a good coach. I mean, he's a good manager. He's been a proven entity for how many years? So I I don't think they take a step back necessarily. I just don't understand the hire in the sense of like, what is he bringing that Renteria didn't that they saw as like, I, I didn't see Renteria make too many critical mistakes in the postseason or anything. I wonder if the cultural fit is going to be there with these young players. LaRusse is very much an old school guy. That's going to probably like frown at bat flips and having fun. So I, I do wonder if that's going to play a part. However, the White Sox dude, everything. So, so coming from the guy who obviously thinks the Padres are the greatest thing ever. The White Sox are not getting the shine that the Padres are getting. And it really doesn't make sense because to me, the White Sox have just as much uh, potential in terms of winning. I, I see the White Sox, in my opinion, they're the best team in the AL. And they got Michael Kopech, who I'm huge on for fantasy this well, year. He's a head case, dude. He like was terrible last year in the minors. They had to like shut him down. Yeah, I, I, that's great. I still think he's going to be, I still think the guy's a stud. Okay. I mean, I think the different, I, I, listen, I love the White Sox and our, I think they are the AL Padres and their lineup is really good and young and exciting and fun. I think LaRusse is going to hate Tim Anderson, but absolutely the rotation. I, I am a Giolito guy. Giolito is pretty polarizing. I am in on Giolito. I think he's good. I don't know if he's a one a, but he's definitely a good pitcher. But Keiko's number two. I don't like that. I think Lance Lynn, as I said, I think he'll be good for him. Cease, Dylan Cease was okay last year. Rendon is like, this is where the Padres separate themselves. Padres are like, they have a lot of options and good arms coming. I don't, I, a year ago, I would have agreed with you about, uh, I forget his name, the prospect you just brought up, but he was a total okay. head case. The don't also, don't, forget, been a head don't case. forget the White Sox, the White Sox bullpen is deep and they are very good too. Yeah, they have so, the best but, closer in baseball and yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. Exactly. No, you, I'm not going to argue with you on the white, like the white Sox are good. I, and it's going to be fun to compare them to the Their offense dude from top to bottom is stacked, stacked. Any one of those guys in their lineup, their, their weakest link is, is Nick Madrigal, their prospect. And he's awesome. And he's a defensive gem. So to bring it full circle is LaRusa going to stunt the growth. We're both saying no. 
We both don't I like don't this. Stunts the growth. No, I think if anything, I think the status quo stays and they finish the same as they did last year. I don't necessarily know that they've got, I don't know that they've gotten better with his addition. Surely to be monitored though. It'll be very yeah. interesting to see a like mid season. If they're like really struggling, I'm going to be like, Agreed. Oh, we talked about this. Uh, all right. You want to talk about the blue Jays earlier. Uh, is the blue Jays rotation good enough to make the playoffs or does it not matter because their lineup is so good? Their rotation absolutely matters. I think that they're going to be a very average team. Uh, I, I'm upset by that because I think that they're a really fun team offensively, and I love what they've done for the franchise from an offensive perspective, which is why I was absolutely stunned that they did nothing. The only thing they did was bring in Kirby Yates for their bullpen. And otherwise, their bullpen is abysmal. Their, their starters are, 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 I mean, the same as last year. Robbie Ray, I think they traded for a mid-year last year. You, I've, I think you and I off the pod have talked. You're a Robbie Ray guy. I'm a Robbie Ray fantasy guy for K's. Yeah, I used you, to love Robbie Ray. Five years that. ago, I loved Robbie Ray. He's been yeah, hurting for years. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Uh, we've talked about Pearson. I, I, I know he's like a, he's a super hot prospect, but he was underwhelming last year. Rourke, Matt. I actually kind of like Matt's. Is it crazy that I like was it Steve Matt's, Steven Matt's? Yeah, Steven Matt's. Eh, who knows? A lot of these young guys, though, have, like Vlad Jr. is great, but hasn't really put it together yet. He's only 21. BGO is good. Bring it in. You kill me writing off prospects. What? You kill me writing off prospects. I don't write them off. These are guys I'll target in fantasy. I just – all right, how about this? Who's going to have a better year, the Blue Jays or the, the Rays? Who has a higher – a better record than ALEs? Just in general. For I'll, give it, I'll give it to the Blue Jays slightly. I think they come in second. Okay. All right. That'll be interesting to mine. I don't, I don't think they make the playoffs, but yeah, you and I agree. All right. Uh, this is a weird question and I'm going to cheat. I found this online, but I thought it was interesting. And this is again, me try to pick your brain for fantasy. And this is like a kind of a complicated question. So let me f- flush it out before you're like, what the hell are you talking about? How seriously are you going to be taking stats from the 2020 season when considering draft positions for your upcoming 21 draft? Considering it was an abridged season, you had some guy like Jose Abreu having a career year at 33. I don't know how to pronounce this guy. Sorry, Tio Oscar, the Hernandez on the Blue Jays. He was awesome for me last year, but he came out of nowhere. And then a lot of guys stunk, like Gleyber Torres. Yelich was bad last year. I mean, Bell, whatever. Austin Meadows, who had been great, was terrible. Ellinger was awful. Jo- like Joey Gallo, who I know has never batted high, but he'd had a great year the year before. Like, how are you – approaching this because it's an interesting I hadn't thought about that at all and I read it online I'm like that's actually kind of interesting point because last season was weird it's this like sprint of a year I don't know how you evaluate talent on a third of a little over a third of a season or I guess a little less than half a season I don't know it's kind of a weird question but I just wanted your two cents I I think it's fair I mean I take it with a grain of salt I I think I, I look at it but I don't necessarily hold a lot of stock in it. So if it was a prospect that got called up and he played well under those conditions, I probably look, read a little bit more into it that they could handle the big stage. If it's a guy like Bellinger that was like slow out of the gate, or like there's some guys that are just traditionally slow out of the gate and then they heat up and you see their batting averages and their RBIs go up as the year goes on and they're on base percentage. Those guys, if they have a history and a proven track record before 2020, I'm not really that, that nervous about it. Now what I am for fantasy purposes, hoping 
is that everyone else is investing too much off of last season. And that also goes back to my Bauer thing before of what I was saying, not just being a hater, but looking at Bauer last year, or even looking at you Darvish to be more objective since that's my guy now. I don't necessarily put that much stock. I'll give you a perfect example too. Like someone like Jack Flaherty was terrible last year. I still like Flaherty. I think Flaherty actually is going to be a really good pitcher. I just think it was a stupid year for a lot of guys. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, those are going to be the guys we're picking at in like round eight or in the auction draft when we got everyone's going for like five to seven dollars. Gonna be like, oh, all right. Well, let me just of the names I mentioned, I'm just going to give you two. And let's say you're up and it's like the same round. Who are you taking? Abreu, well, maybe this is unfair, but Abreu or Yelich. You're still taking Yelich, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, Abreu yeah. was amazing last year. I mean, yeah, I guess that's un- that's unfair. That was a bad one. All right, what about Tio Oscar Hernandez or Austin Meadows? That's a good one. That's a good one. That is a good one. I'm this going Meadows. Like, I don't know, this fifth round or the sixth round. I'm going know, Meadows. I'm going Meadows. I think I am too. All right. So you and I, yeah. I basically, if guys have been good, like Josh Bell is a different case altogether. because he was Yeah, old. for sure. Okay. All right. So looking for proven track record. All right. We got three, four more. This one might hurt a little. Or maybe one. I don't know how you're going to take this. On a scale of one to 10, how scared are you of Denelson Lamette's elbow? He's had only 26 starts since Tommy John surgery and he had to sit out the playoffs because of sore elbow. You know, I've been a big Lamette guy forever. He's like my, maybe my favorite Padre. And I think he's the X factor to a world series run. I think if he is like what he could be in the playoffs, like this team is a reckon reckoning force. But if they lose him like midseason, like, uh, you know, they'll make the playoffs, but I think they're one and done. I think I'm a five. Uh, all, all the re- early reports are that he's okay. He, they're, but again, camp, they're always going to say the right things. They're trying to go slow. What I do like, actually, no, you know what? Going to change that. I'm going to make it a three. And here's why. Okay. I've read that they're pro- and I mentioned this to you the other day, they're thinking of going on a six man rotation. So if that's the case, he's going to get the rest that he needs to make sure that they're not going to run into that issue. Now, again, nothing's guaranteed, but I do think that they're going to do the right maintenance in the regular season. And quite frankly, it's a two-man race between them and the Dodgers. One, Regardless, one of them is getting the wild card. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to have to press these guys that hard in, you know, to, to get the playoff spot come August or September. So Wait, they can, can pull back a little bit. Can I ask a stupid baseball question? This you is may. like falls into the, like, you don't know baseball, Alex. Um, do both wildcard teams, because they kept the expanded playoff, right? That's no, they a, got rid of it. They got rid of it. So if the Padres don't win their division, they're in a one-game playoff. No, they could still make the regular playoff. And then there's the other additional okay. one that they that added. Was, that was my stupid question. I couldn't remember, yeah. especially last year with the extended. That was before. I know. It's, it's hard to keep up because they've changed it a couple of times now. Well, even more reason to like the Musgrove pickup and Paddock. They're, I'm not. I haven't written. I'm not saying you have, but I'm. You know, not writing off Paddock. And then they got all these other young guys. Do they need Lamette? I think so. But yeah, yes. I, I'm not. I'd say I'm a. You're a three. I think I'm like a five or a six. I'm worried, but I still love him, and I'm root, obviously rooting for him. If all they right. lose Lamette, they're going to be in pretty significant Probably. hurt, unless you get somebody like Gore that comes up or if they lose Lamette, Gore's coming up and that's going to be fun. Not that I want Lamette to go down, but that would be fun. All right. Shifting gears here. Actually the last three are not even baseball related. Uh, Are Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers the new it couple of the NFL? Because I'm all in with this couple. 
Is no, coming, going, I'm still going, going. I'm still going. If we're just going off of sexy, I'm going with Christian McCaffrey and Olivia Culpo. That's still, I didn't even write them down. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 they got to be the hottest couple on earth. Right Isn't now. she? She's with someone else now. I think he, she's. She's first no, of all. She's, no, she's. She used to be with Danny Amendola, and now she's with Christian McCaffrey. Right. Well, that's definitely the most attractive couple. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Russell Wilson and Ciara Brady and. Giselle, but I got Rogers and Woodley like right there. I love Woodley as an actress. I think she's yeah. great. She's cute. She's not like anything to write home about, but she's cute. No, she, well, yeah, she's like a person and an actress. It's not right, just like exactly. a symbol. And I actually appreciate that more. I was so excited when I saw they were a couple and they're engaged. I was like, I know. Oh, I'm <laughs> in on this, dude. I love this. You might be happier than uh, the Rogers family is. Oh, yeah. he doesn't talk to them, so we wouldn't know. Are they, is he talking to his family again? I know that's like an old joke. His brother and him don't after that whole bachelor thing. Is there, a, is there a, like a name we have for them? We haven't come up Woodgers, with them yet. Woodgers or Rodley. I don't know. We'll Let's go with that. No, Rodley, that's a working oh, Rodley. I'm in on them. That is my favorite. Uh, another fun one, Joe. Uh, Joe, as a self-proclaimed diehard Dallas Mavericks fan, how are you taking the news of the Mavericks shopping Przingis today and the fact that he unfollowed them on Instagram today? <laughs> I hope that the Knicks get them. <laughs> <laughs> Knicks fans, though, are dancing on the Mavericks' graves right now. I mean, that's a little bit of exaggeration. The Mavericks aren't dead, but this is a great day to be a Knicks fan. I mean, I don't root for guys that get hurt, you know? I'm just – I'm a good person, so. I'm, no, I'm not rooting for him to get hurt, but when someone demands – he he's like, listen – He asked for well it. Well documented. He wanted out of New York. Which yeah. they were a train wreck and whatever, but I still think that's bullshit. You know, nobody. I, I thought I honestly thought Dallas with Luca and him. I thought they were going to be a really good powerhouse. Everyone he was, in the yeah. bubble last year, he was like unstoppable. Yeah, then he got hurt again. He was, you know, then he had to kind of catch up on the fly this year. He's been bad this year. He had a stretch where he was good, and then he got hurt again. Where do you think he lands? They're shopping him to the Warriors. I don't think that happens, honestly. I have no idea because he's got a lot of injury baggage and he's in year two of a five-year supermax, not a supermax, a max. He's got like making, it's like a $150 million contract. And who's going to gamble on that? Like, Unless they get picks back. Yeah. I, you know, maybe the Warriors, like you could slide. I mean, maybe Wiseman and a pick could be interesting or I don't know other team, the, the, you know, Cuban like immediately came out and denied it. But then later, Przingis unfollowed the team on Instagram, which is always my favorite. I love the Instagram subplots of professional athletes. Yeah, Pete Alonso just did that too for the Mets. He like, un- he like deleted all his social accounts and everyone was like freaking out, whatever. What, what, the, what does that mean? I would imagine if our buddy Zach was here, who's a diehard Warriors fan, he would not want Przingis. I haven't talked to him about it. I don't know that. anybody that would want him right now. That's the thing. It's like, what is his... Because he's on such a big contract, I don't know what his market is. He's a super interesting talent, and at the apex of his game, he's definitely a good player, like a very in just unworldly talent that could be really yeah. good. But I don't know, man. They're in a hard spot because they got Luca and, and him and then not a lot else, and they were positioning themselves for Giannis. That didn't happen. And I look forward to seeing him in blue and orange. I no, you know what I hope? I hope he gets traded to the Pistons. And then him and his loser brother have to wallow away in Detroit where nobody cares about him and you get what you wish for for wishing out in New York, where they idolized him. I Prazingas was like my favorite athlete in the world and he stomped on my heart. So I do not ever wish for people to get hurt, and I do not for Prazingas, but I am not sad to see this going poorly, and I would not be sad for him to get shipped off to Minnesota 
or some loser market where no one will ever hear of him and he's miserable. I'd, I'd be fine with that. Good thing it sounds like you're over it. Yeah, no, definitely a scorned lover <laughs> for sure. I will admit that. Uh, all right, last question. And this is like elevator pitch. Because I, this honestly, for me, I'm like read some online. I don't get it. I know you're big in the card scene. Can you give me the 30 second elevator pitch of what the heck NBA top shot is and what the hell is going on? Cause I know it's like setting the market on fire. Do you, are you privy to NBA top shot or I hate it? I know, I know about it. Cause I'm in the cards. Me, Cause I know this could be like a long explanation. Can you do no, it? No, no, no. I'll give you the quick one. So it's literally picture card collecting, except it's video clips. So you're buying. So instead of me buying a LeBron James card, I'm buying a little clip, a three second clip or an eight second highlight clip. And that's, I own that clip and you could trade clips. So like, if you're like, Oh man, you got that sick Knicks clip. I want that, you know, of, of whoever I could literally trade you for a clip. Maybe I want of like the Mavericks or something. And then that's how you would trade it's digital. So it's, it's not my thing. I think it's stupid, but then again, I might be too old to appreciate it. Does YouTube not exist anymore? No, exactly. You could just watch the same clips. It's just that you own these specific cards that you could trade. And they, like one of a, is it one like the Larry Johnson four point play? Is that like exactly? Is you that a one? That. Is there one of them, or is there like there's ten of these? It's one. It's just yours or whatever. And so I don't know how they're going to mass produce it yet. If it's going to be like cards where like some of them there's a thousand of them, and then others it's like a unique one of one audio clip, but you are the only sole possession of that clip, and then you trade them on a marketplace, dude. There are ones selling for sixty grand already. It's I know insane. that's. They've been, it's been around for what, a couple weeks, yeah, months insane. tops. And they're like going for thousands and thousands of dollars. I'm like, what? Am, and I yeah. did some research. I knew it was like digital. I knew it was video clip, but I'm like, are people really paying like thousands of dollars? It's been around. It's been around. But the problem is, is that because now the card game is blowing up and you got hedge funds investing and Gary V and then Kevin Durant, they're starting equity funds because of that, they're kind of leveraging that to build now on this digital asset. Okay. I think it's stupid. Like you, you it sounds like you're out on it too. Old. We may be too old, old and we're probably not smart and rich is why we're not rich, but <laughs> I, I know you're big in the cards. So I just wanted to figure that out. Uh, all right, Joe, I think that's it. Uh, I got to give a shout out. 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have a clock in front. I'm pretty sure this was like an hour and a half. Uh, I do got to give a shout out, Joe, to Atlas and Aras, who are our two biggest listeners in Turkey. But uh, other than that, I think we did it. So coming up, I mean, I'm about to have a kid any day. So we might not pod for a month or I'm going to be off all the time and I'll have more time to pod. But I'd like to do over-unders. We'll have to workshop that. Maybe bring in Eddie. I don't know. Maybe Zach. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Anything from you? What's your Instagram? You got anything to plug? Your Instagram? Or not your Instagram, your Twitter? I'm not not plugging anything. I just... Looking forward to meeting my, my favorite new little Golland edition. Uh, get them sports stuff. I'm, I'm really big on the sports stuff. Young. I know you already got Owen a lot of cool stuff, but he'll take a Tatis jersey. I think Tatis. All Padres. That's right. All Padres stuff. Yeah. All right. All right, cool. Well, Joe, thank you for coming on. This was great. Uh, and I'll see you at our fantasy draft. Well, not in person, but virtually in, in a couple of weeks. All right, dude. Good time. All right. Bye. Almost lost control. Our minds were not the same, but to conquer was his goal. So we built this great empire and started dropping down.